This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. Okay, we started recording. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another, actually a special episode of the top 10. <laughs> because not only are we doing this in live action, but I have with me <laughs> Marty and Kathy of Marty and Kathy's Coffee Binge, who are also fantastic mm. contributors to Geek Fives Nation. So welcome, guys. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. great. Uh, we're just excited to get to talk about Aces of You with you and with everyone else. Yeah, so this was interesting. Marty and Kathy are huge fans. You've probably seen their reviews of the final season episode by episode. And the two of them wanted to speak more about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was like, well, I've never seen the show, but I have absolutely no problem moderating a <laughs> uh, top 10. So this is the first top 10 that I've I will not be technically participating in, but I'm glad to give that to you guys. <laughs> right. Well, you can always you can always do what I did whenever I participate in the top ten. I'll just agree with whatever someone else said beforehand. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. They just took the words right out of my mouth. That's good. I mean, considering it's the top ten best moments from season seven of Agents of Shield, it's not like there's anything to disagree with. Like, no, 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 no. that that scene was well, hard. You'd be, oh, you'd, oh, well. you'd be surprised. Oh. This woman, uh, uh, she didn't like some of my choices, but I got to keep them in anyway. But uh, yeah, she she thought some of my ideas weren't all that great. I had to shuffle the the order a little bit because. They, there were certain things that I thought were um, exciting um, and needed to be talked about, period. And then um, some were, I thought, had more merit than others. But only because we only had, to, we decided to, to hold it to 10 and there was many more. <laughs> that, well, that being said, but we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say, um, Brittany and I normally do the top 10, and we always say that the even though it's a top 10 list, it's not, say, necessarily in order, because there'll be lots of times where we'll put something that should be, say, higher, lower, only because we're like, well, I don't want the other person to get it, so I'm just going to shout it out now. Even though it's <laughs> <laughs> so we'll Maybe do that. We had so much of a problem with this. Well, see, I, and that was exactly the problem, because the, uh, she would say, no, that doesn't need to be as high as this. And I'd say, yes, it does. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, and say, as you say, it's not necessarily the definitive top ten. Yeah, it is, it, it is, it is a order of like I said, there were so many more things. By Kathy's choosing. Okay, yes, that's fine. That's, that's all right. true. <laughs> there were so many more things that could have been the most, like the biggest moment or the, no, there isn't. Nothing could be bigger than the moment I said. So, um, um, Hell, but. <laughs> um but that's it. Okay, so let's get started. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Before, right. we, 
Before I hop into the list really quick, um, I do want to say, just uh, shouting it out there, we are sponsored, um, and I wanted to put that out there, uh, by Coldest Water Bottle, and I have one. Yes, we're being very pluggy right now. Water Bottle, I love that. Yeah, it's the kid version, uh, because it's portable, and I like it that way, so... Kanan makes fun of me because it's the small version. But, yeah, so we have an affiliate link with Coldest Water Bottle. I'll link that down below once we post this up on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. But um, let's get into this top ten list. Of course, it is ladies first. So, Kathy, what do you have as number ten? Oh, did I do it wrong? Yeah, so actually, okay. But I, it doesn't I will matter because, be happy to introduce this this premise right because uh, <laughs> uh no, that's quite all right because uh i tried to arrange it because her number one was so important to us okay i need to make sure that she ends up with number uh, one then you so, know what uh, we can switch we can switch because that means that uh kathy will round out the show yes she most certainly so, will yes so marty okay and <laughs> yes my number 10 was the a matter of contention for her <laughs> uh and but but Yes. Okay. Yes. Do we do we want to do the um do we want to do the honorable mentions first and then go to the number ten? Let's just go ahead and go into it and we'll All see right, where we go. All right. That's fine. Okay. Uh, on you go, sir. Okay. So now again, here's the deal because you are not familiar with Agents of Shield, some of this stuff may require a little bit of explanation. Uh, in the very first season of Agents of Shield, Coulson had a 1962 Chevy Corvette that was red and he loved his Chevy uh, Chevette and he called, he calls her Lola Corvette yeah, Corvette excuse me yes yeah not Chevette totally. that's a totally different kind of car <laughs> uh, I had a Chevette uh, but uh, but anyway so he called her Lola and nobody was allowed to touch Lola and uh, he made it a point and pretty soon got the rest of the team to know that nobody, nobody touches, touches Lola, Lola. Right. and the deal with Lola if you remember in um, Captain America, the first Avenger, where Howard Stark was doing his little show, he showed a car that was supposed to lift up oh, into the car. air. Yeah. Right. And, the, of course, it didn't work. That is the prototype of Lola because the wheels fold out, turns into a, like a, uh, a repulsor thing that lifts it into the air. Uh, and at the end of, of Season 7, uh, they have Coulson get into a new and improved version of Lola that uh, Mac fixed up where it looks a lot more streamlined and changes colors from red to black. And he drives off into the sunset in that car. Yeah. That was cool. That's number 10. <laughs> okay. And that's why that's number 10. <laughs> it is the coolest thing. And plus it had total, uh, it was throughout the whole entire series, we would see Lola um, and, you know, and because it was attached to the MCU, so and it was there. attached to Coulson. And so. Coulson, so and he's the awesomest. One. Right. So there you go. And besides the fact that you know, and that was another thing that you during the week leading up to this thing, you know, everyone was as you said was reminiscing. I got to talk to a whole lot of different people from behind the scenes of Shield and the man um, who's named Mark Kolpak, who does the is the head of the visual effects department. He was very open about talking about all kinds of things, including Lola. Uh, and uh, that was pretty cool. I'll get the chance to talk to these people that normally you would even not even know about them. So uh, that's that, awesome that you've yeah. been getting those like behind the scene uh, moments there, you know, to do that. Oh gosh, I should have said 
I'm totally knocked off of my momentum. Spoiler alert for anyone listening <laughs> who has not finished uh, season seven of Agent of the Shield. Oh. <laughs> well, shame on them. <laughs> so, so this is going to ruin their whole day. Then. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So that was number 10. That's number 10. And then number nine would have been... Um, the return of Patton Oswalt to uh, the the Agent Shield Agents of Shield um, uh, series because he uh, played um, Eric and Sam, Sam and, and, and he played about twenty hundred different Koenigs. Yeah, the Koenigs. The uh, Koenigs were uh, a bunch of I don't know what the heck they were. We never did. Figure we out. Uh, we almost got the idea that they might have been robots or something because there was a whole bunch of them. But they're not because they didn't right. die. Uh, but, um, and there but was one girl. Yeah, they're. I think <laughs> they're sister. more like clones, but not really. Course, they, I think they were just like a a, a pack of wolves. <laughs> uh, so, but of course they they all were Pat and Oswald, and, every, and after a while they were all getting kind of freaked out. So how many of these guys are there? <laughs> and they would always laugh and say. I have you know, ten more and I don't know where something. Uh, by the way, so uh, he, I think he appeared in season season one or season two. I want to say it was season one. Because yeah, it was season was, one because right. they were going to the uh, uh, to the ice box. Uh, yeah, to the hidden yeah. shield base. Uh, and then the he reappeared box, right? in a, a couple of other different uh, episodes, <laughs> and then he just. You never saw him again. Yeah, uh, and then he came back at the. But he end. came back in season seven as his great grandpa because, of course, they were time traveling. Uh, so. Of course, you don't know that, but they were time traveling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had I had heard that. I had heard yeah. in season. Yeah, I want to say what this series and these, the way this thing goes. Aside from some of the, um, very bad shots. Uh, as when, when I say bad shots, I mean people that were bad shots and couldn't kill people. Oh, you mean that um, kind of shot? Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the shots I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I was often amazed how these are supposedly trained shield agents, but they can fire 15 bullets and never hit anything. <laughs> uh, but that that kept them alive each right. each episode. Well, so that was the well, best part. Well, the show's over. <laughs> oh well, live fight to live. I mean, live to fight another day. So um, yeah, so that that was um. Uh, aside from that, the a lot of the premise of what they were doing and what was happening, it it didn't feel that far fetched to me, <laughs> though I'm sure it was. But it, it in uh, the way it was presented, never felt like well that can't happen. Well, we know, For a few it, things, yes, but well, well I like that too. Like about like certain shows or movies, it's like. Yeah, okay, time travel, whatever, you know, maybe, you know, that's not real, but as long as it's presented in, like, a grounded way. Then yeah, like, well, yeah, and it always felt like they had scientifically scientifically figured out these things, so this is how it works, and this is how it happens, and this is why we know, because we're so smart. You mean it's not real? <laughs> no, Marty, sorry. <laughs> So that brings us to number eight. Just forget eight. the whole thing. That brings it's us to number, show. number eight, Martin. <laughs> yes. Uh, number, okay, so number eight. Uh, again, this is kind of the weirdness of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and it started when they started time traveling back in season five. Right. Okay. Uh, in season five, they traveled forward in time, and they ran into basically Gemma and Fitz's grandson, which was Deke. 
Deke uh, is very intelligent, as you would think, because of course he's the, he is, does he's the grandchild of a, two, two, two geniuses. Two, right. Uh, but he's also, and again, part of this is deals with the fact that he's kind of streetwise, because of course in the future that he lived in, it was kind of the... Uh, um, what's the well, word it was apocalyptic. Yes, apocalyptic, you know, apocalyptic hellscape, as he called it. So he learned to survive. So and that meant taking shortcuts, which drove Fitz crazy because he's really smart, but he would rather go, let's say when he went back to the present time, basically claim that he created all the stuff that he didn't create. Uh, because they didn't know. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, yes, this is my design. And, and he did the same thing in actually this season where he basically started a rock band, but was stealing all the songs from the early eighties and saying that he wrote them <laughs> because they're back in the, they're uh, back. Yeah. Cause the, the, they were actually in the earlier eighties. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was stealing songs later in the eighties yeah, yeah, and like, saying that he wrote them. Yeah, and of course that drove again drove people crazy because he's smart enough not to have to do that, but he couldn't help himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's, hmm, you guys are gonna like this in a few years. Let's get it out early. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, when they got toward the end of this season, Deke, uh, they needed somebody to get the team back to their present time. They needed somebody to stay behind. Well, Deke said he was gonna stay behind because number one, because we're the timeline he's in. I'm kind of a rock god. Uh, and he said um, that he would stay behind, and because he was the only one who had the knowledge to do what needed to be done, because another guy wanted, which we'll get into in a bit, wanted to do it, and he said, no, because you're impressed by a light bulb. We, we <laughs> it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> We're just going to let me stay. So so in the end of that, so he helps to get them back, and this is where uh, basically a whole sh the whole shield thing had been kind of torn down, so they're all staring at him, and he says, "Okay, so you are now are you now the leader for us?" He looks at him for a minute, and goes, "Yes." And so, so he became the director of Shield in that timeline, and that's where they left him. Okay. Um, and I was kind of surprised we'd even go back to see to how see that, how that transpired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did Shield all die the next day? Right. <laughs> but uh, but but it was kind of cool, like I said. And uh, and of course, his thinking was that as long as Fitz and Gemma had a child because that child was his mother. He said, you'll see me again because as long as you do what you're supposed to do, I'll be back. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, so, that, so that was that. So then we go to... Wait, I do have a question. Yeah, though. Questions. Uh, we, we yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so Deke, right? You said his yeah. name is? Yes. So he's now the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, in that timeline. Yeah, um, right. So... Do you guys think that there's any way that we'd see these people again in the MCU, or do you think that's kind of like done now that Agents of Shield is done? I see. This is we we talked had about this. We talked about this, and and we feel like because there's now possibly three, two, three, four timelines. How does possibly things? kind of meld back together or not meld back together or maybe we're this is this is a timeline and this is a timeline and <clears throat> i mean and they all afford different kinds of storylines and so, and for the most right. part no one you know the main team died well, other than colson a bunch of times well but, that didn't uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i could honestly see them if they should decide to do it easily going back and bringing in either certain members you know like 
like Daisy, I mean, power-wise and everything, she's already pretty much set to go into one if they chose to do it. Right. Uh, as well as um, Yo-Yo. And, and now Coulson, since right. he apparently won't so, ever die now. Right. He, <laughs> right? Could come back. he could come back to the MCU, and that would be really awesome. I would be really thrilled to see him come back in uh, a yeah. later, you know, so, and... Yeah. I know, of course, that even uh, Clark Gregg had said that, you know, you, you know, he's been doing this for seven to ten years now. Uh, so, you know, it's time to move on. But he can't say that he would say no if they offered him, you know, another and, chance to do it. And I don't think it's uh, utterly far-fetched because um, in Avengers Endgame, uh, oh, my God, the guy who plays Jarvis when Cap and Tony go back in time. Yeah. And- yep. He's, you know, with uh, Tony's father. That guy was from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Peggy Carter, that one. And they said it was the first time that they had brought an exclusive TV character into the film. So they did it already. And that that Peggy Carter show has been canceled for years now at this point. So they can do it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. And so the guy guy that played uh, Sousa, Daniel Sousa, who was the uh, Peggy Carter's boyfriend? And, her, and, and, uh, and, agent, you know, it was only friend. Peggy Carter only lasted two seasons, and in the second season, he basically put, uh, ended up being kind of like her boyfriend. You know, after of course mm-hmm. Steve had passed away. Uh, but uh, and it's funny you said that because of course he's in this season. This uh, last season of Agents of Shield, Daniel oh. Sousa is in there, or because they went guy. back in time and. Uh, to see him, which is actually kind of funny, which is not in our top ten, but we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, of course, you know, as you said, Daniel Souza was in Peggy Carter, uh, and apparently they didn't do the research when they went back in time and decided they were going to pretend that Gemma Simmons was Peggy Carter, but they didn't realize that Souza was there. Who knows what she looks like? So when he went in there, and I thought it was funny because uh, Elizabeth Henstridge, who does Gemma Simmons, is a British actress. She has a British accent. But he sat there and was listening to her while she was pretending to be Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter right? He said, that's got to be the worst English accent I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, Daisy was sitting there telling me, yeah, you should tell her that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you tell her that. Yeah, she'll like that. <laughs> right. yeah. So, anyway, but uh, I'm glad you brought up Agent Carter yeah. because, actually, I thought that was a series that got kind of another uh, Marvel series that got a short shrift. Uh, oh, because- yeah. Absolutely. See, I, I wish... I, I kind of feel like, and I've said this before, and I, I really kind of took it back after this season. And after I watched, uh, I think I, it was the third time around, or may, it could have been the fourth time around because we're on the fifth. Um, fourth time around when we started watching um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I, I really felt like they didn't give enough of a nod to the and, you know to the movies I felt like if they gave a little more of a nod to it, that maybe that would have drawn people in a little bit better. Well, they started out that way. They did, and they they needed to carry. I feel like they should have carried it a couple of episodes just to kind of draw people in. And now we're introducing these new characters to <laughs> you, like them, because it's very easy to like them by the third or fourth episode. You're already you're already drawn into them, and you are starting to feel a you know, you're you're starting to grab onto their characters. And that's um, why we always say give it, you know, three or four episodes. Right. Because like I said, cause I, you know, we when we originally when it originally aired, we I watched the first episode and then stopped watching it until season four. 
when, oh, the, wow. when the Ghost Rider came up. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I I always, thought, oh, please. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I only ever always mentioned the Ghost Rider season because that season came out, I think, directly around the time either Daredevil season two or the Punisher season one came out. And there were all these news articles that Gabriel Luna and John Bernthal want to work together. They wanted the Punisher to meet Ghost Rider. And I was like, Ooh, that'd be awesome. You know, if, if they could have gotten Frank Castle into, you know, agents of shield, that would be awesome. But as, and Marty, you know this, I think the reason why they didn't try to tie things in as much as they were doing in later seasons because of stuff that happened behind the scenes. Kevin Feige taking over Marvel TV, um, you know, Jeff Loeb being out, the cancellation of all the Netflix uh, shows. Right. I think Feige, once he got Disney Plus and decided that's where he's put in his Marvel shows, decided we're not even paying attention to anything else. I, said, is, I, I believe yeah. that it was the case. Uh, and of course now there were, there were positives to the fact that they, you know, kind of strayed from the path of the MCU. I think it opened up their storylines quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, mainly because they didn't have to concern themselves with, okay, with this doesn't whether, fit yeah, into this. Yeah. Like the, their narrative <clears throat> doesn't fit into their narrative. Uh, though they, they many times throughout the seasons would, uh, a nod at something that was happening in the MCU. So yeah, I mean they actually even kind of made a slight nod to in, you know to Infinity War and Endgame, yes. but then they immediately. Pulled, I mean they talked about they talked it. about you know um the 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 first one they talked yeah, about the, the trouble the, in New York yeah the trouble right. in New York the trouble in New York and which basically and I'm could be wrong I almost think that they showed like the ship thing where Tony Stark and yes. Doctor Strange uh saw right. But uh, then they immediately just dropped it, which actually probably was good because then you have to figure out the snap and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did right. any of them get disappeared and all that nonsense and that? Yeah. So that that was probably wise not to go too crazy on it. But it was very, um, you know, those parts were fine. And didn't didn't matter later on, I felt like. But I felt like in the beginning it should have drawn i think it i mean those are huge blockbuster films that are you know that weren't just like a uh, you know, well, I mean, you say, you, you ask people about you know marvel they're going to bring up those films before they bring up agents of shield well, that's for sure right but 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 everybody knows colson got killed yeah and everybody knows he got stabbed by loki and that's the part i wish they kind of would have almost used some of that footage maybe given a little bit more um i mean they delved into it but they never i mean right i mean they basically just jumped right in and saying okay he's back now yeah he was in tahiti blah 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 the end you know that was that but you know he died he really died for well not he really died but um (laughs) he died to me for for days for days it wasn't just 40 seconds or eight seconds like they told him Anyway, but they talk about that all the time. But here's the 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 thing that that I feel like I had they drawn it in just a little bit more, or maybe used some of those characters to just now they do use characters from the movies in in Agents of Shield, like some a them, couple, yeah. a couple. You know, they use Sith, they used um uh uh oh my brain just went flat. 
Help me out anyway, here. Can't help you. Uh, <laughs> not gonna do that for 25 minutes. Uh, but anyways, I'll think of it in a second. But anyway, that was one of them, and that those were characters from the movie that you know that from Thor, right? From uh, you know, with the, with the one tie-in that they did in the beginning that worked really well and pretty much led into season four, which to our thinking, even though season seven was great, season four is probably still the, you know, yeah. the top of the heap as far as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, of course, it all evolved around the Winter Soldier timeline right. of Hydra mm -hmm. and everything. Right. Uh, that whole season, they, it was probably their very best of mixing that all in along with L&Ds and right. uh, the framework and uh, like I said, if you had to start anywhere, like I said, that's what kind of what we did. We started with season four, and then that's when I backtracked on Netflix. And then we were the, like, wait a minute, we, we got to see what's going on because there's some other storylines here that we need to kind of catch and, up and on. And once you say, once you got, like I said, get past the third, first three, four episodes. Yeah. Uh, then you, you are really honestly into these characters. They are. You need to see what's going to happen. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know. Which is why uh, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep the first time we went through that. Okay, just one more. Like this one bloody eye We can just watch one more. I know we can do it. And Martin's like, I'm falling asleep. I've been up for 47 hours. And I have to work. Oh, I love it though. I love the passion. So let's hop right back into the uh, okay. top. Who has number seven here? Number seven. That's oh, right. I guess right because we kind of mixed this around a bit. So I, I get number seven too because uh, just to make sure she gets what she wants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and we called this the rise and branch of the Moloch clan. Okay. Now in the uh, again we're t we're talking different timelines. In the original timeline. Gideon Malik was basically a hydro, you know, upper yellow. Minion. <laughs> right. Well, and uh, he did, and he was played by, of course, the late Powers Boo. Uh, and he did a lot of evil things. In season seven, they went back in time and found Gideon's father, who was Wilfred. Uh, and, of course, Gideon had a brother named Nathaniel. In the original timeline, Nathaniel was kind of a milk, soppy little guy that his brother basically part of the hydra yeah part, part of the hydra, hydra ritual is there's this portal that they all agree to go to basically takes them to another planet and basically they they sacrificing these people right but anyway, they tell them that they can come back yeah they're, and they're telling them that you're going to do great stuff for us over there yeah they're going to feed some uh monster over there but uh gideon basically cheats because what they do is they just do like draw stones and whoever gets the white stone has to go through the portal where he basically cheats and sends his brother Nathaniel through. In the new timeline, Nathaniel is the alpha male and you see Gideon one time, then you never see him again. Uh, Kathy believes, and I tend to agree, that Nathaniel probably killed Gideon in this timeline because, again, their roles were basically reversed. And Nathaniel basically is the big, besides the Chronicoms, is the big bad in season seven. He ends up stealing Quake's powers, right, and, then, and a couple right, and other, and, and other powered people. And, uh, and of course, I say in the original timeline, to get inhuman powers, basically you had to, you know, and what uh, it had to be already within you, and you had to go through the mist, which is the uh, well, unless you're Daniel Whitehall, where you just cut the person up, right, and, and then and, inject it into right. You. And he found a way to avoid all that, and just basically just suck the the blood the, right the, out of you instead of cutting up pieces of you and making a 
protein shake. And, 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 I don't know. And he's not your prototypical villain because he kind of looks like, uh, you know, uh, well, he's, what's the guy from uh, Bob Denver played him in Krebs, you know, the, the goatee. Oh, and, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, 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 Dobie Gillis. Dobie Gillis, yes. Uh, and he looked, he you don't know look, what we're talking about. It's a little before her time. sitcom. Right, that's before, okay. that's before her time. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> he was nothing that, I mean, you look at him and you, I'm not, good, why would whatever. I be scared of you? Yeah, like you know, you're nothing to you. But he did his job because he died at the end, and we were happy about it. So yes, that's, <laughs> really good. Right. <laughs> Choke on it too. Oh, that's a whole other story we could talk about. It. <laughs> I'm sure we're talking about. You're that, talking right? about when your thing got stole out of your car. Okay, let's <laughs> quiet. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so that that was number eight. Said, and like I said, it was a basically the, almost the entire season seven is callbacks to th- things that happen during the regular season, and it's it's mainly kind of a homage to the fans who stuck with it through the time, uh, and that's what this particular case was. Yeah, but uh, I agree. With but that. anyway, so Nathaniel got his, and good on him. So right, that's why. and we were glad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, and the uh, okay, yeah, okay. Let's talk about the, okay. Yep, All right, let's talk. <laughs> I, I I have the n- number six because um, probably one of the funniest to me scenes of the whole entire um, season seven is when May, um, who is a babe, basically she does um, I get I don't know jujitsu karate whatever she's a fighting crazy person. Uh, and, May. Uh... May, uh, which is played by uh, Ming-Na Wen, she is, doesn't share her emotions very much. She's, you know, she's, as she says, she's kind of the, you know, Zen. Uh, she, she keeps her emotions inside and uses it when she fights. Right. So she mad at you. That's okay. She's going to be mad at you, and that's all right. And then she's going to keep that mad. And then she's going to get mad at somebody else, and she's going to keep that mad. And then when she's ready to fight somebody, she just gets all that mad out. So, oh, so, anyway, so Yo-Yo had lost her powers, uh, and they they had went to go uh, to Afterlife, which is where uh, most of the Inhumans came from, and they told that told May that you need to help her basically get through her feelings because well, because get her and to do allow her to get to her powers back because there was nothing wrong with physically her. wrong there with her. It was, it was they an did emotional. All these tests on her. They're like, you know, there's nothing that's wrong with you. This is a mental thing. You need to, you need to center yourself, get back to your your core uh, thing there. So, so why is May the wrong choice for that? May has <laughs> May May there's May's not in touch with anybody's feelings. May is <laughs> May is like a stone, and she doesn't smile, and she's usually not happy, and she's usually just kind of ready to kick somebody's ass all the time. Right. So, so, so she wants her to sit in front of her and each touch each other and share their feelings. And Mason, <laughs> I like, really hate this. Shall I just kick your ass now? How right. about that? <laughs> I say so. They bring uh, uh, Jayane brings Yo-Yo a little tea, a thing of tea. So here, take this. Uh, this will help you. And May's going, is that like Scott's whiskey? Because I want some. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like I said, it's just a whole play, and which is kind of strange because May in her original character was very 
smiling, happy go lucky. Yeah. But but by at this point, none of that. Like I said, and that's basically how she decided she was gonna help Yo Yo instead of sitting there uh, playing all touchy feely with it. She decided to fight her. Yeah. Which, is uh, that May the one? But is it May with Coulson, or am yeah. I getting that confused? No, 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 no. that's right. That's right. And, and it's funny you said that because it, um, you know, they call it um, what do they call that? Their little thing. Um, their name. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's um, doggone it. I don't know. I never heard this. Yes, you have. You'll, I when have, I think of it, I'll, you'll go, oh, yeah. Uh, the whole relationship between Coulson and May. Oh, Belinda. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. And, of course, at the, end of se- yes, at the end of season five, which they thought was going to be their last season, they kind of, you know, Coulson was dying. So they got them together at the end of the season. So they thought, okay, good. There you get their little, you guys right. got your little thing going. And, of course, then they said, no, we're going to go for season six and season seven. Well, we just killed Coulson all. <laughs> so, uh, so, and of course, now at the end of season seven, fans of that relationship were going, well, "How come you didn't get it back together?" Well, and I kept saying, "Because he's not a person. He's an LMD. He's a life model decoy. Why would they put them together now?" Oh, here you go, May. You can't do any better than a robot. You know, and of course, you, I, you know, and I realized that you know. Scarlet Witch was with Vision, and she didn't have a problem with the fact that he wasn't her. Well, that was. But I mean, that's, that's not kind of a different thing. If that's yeah, kind of it is, really. But it's it's not- was real once. Vision was never real. He was a real. He was yeah. a real boy once. No, yeah, Vision oh. was synthetic from the from the get go. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, again, I, I thought- don't know. I still think that was just too weird for every. Well, I guess a lot of people thought it was a great idea. I'm, I am not um, sad about that. It wasn't. Didn't no, I mean they're, they're still friends. That they moved on. I mean that was fine. They had their right. little thing at the end of season five. And he's not sure if he just wants to turn off. Right, because that's which is still kind of weird. Like I said, he's got a little remote that he can turn himself off. And like, so if you do that, right? On. So then what? <laughs> uh, of course, he decided he wasn't going to do that for a while. That was a really good idea. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking. Because uh, if you turn off, you better have a friend that's going to turn you back on. So to speak. Well, that's yeah. what they want. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So anyway, so that's that. And then no, so now, you, it, now this is something you wanted to talk about, Martin. Which was? Was Saving Sousa. And oh, okay. Yeah, no, of course, we mentioned Sousa. Daniel Sousa, who was then Peggy Carter, uh, Agent Carter. Um the way it was originally scripted uh, is that back, you know, between 1940 and 1950, he was the first one who realized that Hydra was infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. And he was wanting to let everyone know, say, hey, we need to nip this now because this, this is what's going on. Well, apparently they found out about it and they killed him. They shot him in the back. Oh, wow. So when they went back in time, they came back to the time where he was going to die. And they said, okay, so... And basically what Mac had said is that it's a lot easier to let a bad person live to, than to let a good person die. And I'm actually surprised that Mac decided to go this route because Mac's usually the straight arrow, go by the book, that's it. But he decided, no, we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let him get killed. And, so, but, and then the whole time they went back to the 30s, they were like, we can't like make problems here we can't you know ripples not waves because and who we're was it saying that him right mac mac did and then they, you know because they were thinking the more stuff we disturb now 
the the it's going to make something happen later on that shouldn't happen or that whatever. It's, Somewhere along the line, they just got off of that crap. And they just, I know, oh, they just didn't that. care. They're <laughs> like, screw everything. We're just going to do everything that we can to stop these chronicons. And so anyway, so to save Sousa, basically they end up shooting him with a tranquilizer, knocking him out, and Coulson took his place. Of course, Coulson's an LMD, so you can shoot him in the back, and it's going to be All day fun. long, every day, it's a, it's 10 times a week. Yeah, and there is no death. He got shot in the back, fell into a pool, and laid there in the pool. Well, and, the, and then they thought he was dead, and that was all there was right. to Right, and it. there was no problem, because, again, Coulson shoot me in the back, I'll fall in the pool. I can lay in the water for right. a long time. doesn't they matter. Just, they just wrung him out and get him back in. <laughs> Batteries included, and they just right. go out. So go. anyway, so they, they went ahead him. and saved him, but they went, from that point forward, he stayed with the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. Which was, and the, by doing that, they gave Daisy basically kind of a love interest, which, of course, Daisy's had horrible, throughout the seasons, Daisy's had horrible luck with men. Yeah. She, she number one, of course, number one, she picks, well, or, or she picks, like, Grant, who was, a, was who an then evil. turns uh, right. into, uh, uh, yeah, an evil hellhound. Right. So <laughs> she picked him, and then she picked Lincoln, who died. Right. So she's not been having a good time with uh Getting a guy, and, so, and then of course, then of course, Deke wanted to be her. <laughs> poor Deke. Yep. He, he, he Deke wanted, gave her lemons. Right. Back in, <laughs> back in leaks, Deke leaks. Back in Deke's day, right, to uh, show we a girl. We should say you, ahead in Deke's day. Right. To show a girl that you liked her, you gave her lemons. So he gave her a whole bed full of lemons, and she's like, "What? What? We, guy, what, what kind of crazy person put lemons all over my bed?" And of course, the the thing that some people had a problem with, of course, Daniel Sousa, even though you know they're traveling through time with him, but you know, theoretically, yeah, he'd be about forty to fifty years older if you went by the original, you know, his original birth time. But at the time they're they pulled him out, he's around her same age. Right. But. A lot of fans had a problem with, with that he was so much older than her. No, he's not. He's her same age. Just because, yeah. I mean, just because he's 27 in 1935 doesn't mean that he's not still 27, even though he has traveled through time. He didn't age. Right. You know, he didn't change age 50 years. He is well, 27 years old. Right. And, uh, of course, he, he also had old-style old manners, which... Hey, to do a lot worse than have somebody who treats you right. Uh, That is very hypocritical, by the way, I would say, because we have two examples, right? You have uh, Steve, who's, what, like 75, 80, and he kisses Sharon Carter. I I mentioned that. Didn't I mention that? I don't know what you should have, because, right, I didn't think about it until she said said, No, because I said, well, I said, I guess that Captain America and Peggy Carter doesn't. That, that's a problem in the future when yeah. she's 80 years old laying on the bed. Okay, yeah. well, and, yeah. and, the, and the fact that uh, Thor mentions in Infinity War that he's 1,500 years old and he gets with Jane, who is, well, you know. That's true. What's that's it? true, too. Well, just, well, they're, they're right. They're, what the heck are they talking about? All I know is it's really hard to find a 1,500-year-old chick that's single. <laughs> Not with a lot of baggage, anyway. Sif is out somewhere for Thor. <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah, so I'm not sure exactly what the problem was with that. But, so, anyway, but you've just proven the point. It, yeah. it wasn't no big deal. Right. And, and he, he was happy. There you go. Exactly. 
So that was that thing. Okay. And then so they got together and whatever. Or they wanted them to get together and Deke stayed behind to make sure they could be together. Yeah, that was another reason. Daniel <laughs> Sousa was the one who wanted to stay behind to do the technical thing that needed to be done so that they could, you know, so that they could go back to their time. Which is why Deke said that uh, said Daniel nah. said, said, you're impressed by a light bulb. <laughs> was very impressed with the 1970s versions of the CRT monitors and everything else that was in the bunker. And he was like, wow. Right. And they were like, no. <laughs> and none of our stuff is here that's futuristic. Yeah, and he thought that was high tech. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they needed to wind up their computer <laughs> to get it going. But anyway, um, okay. What, what so number are we at? We're at number five now. We? I mean, number four. Number four. Number are we, four. Yep, we're number four. Really? Yes. That fast? Yes. And yeah, I'm going to be talking more, lady. You get, you go <laughs> we're, gonna, we're trying not to make this a six-hour thing for you. Um, it's it's very hard because it's hard to stop talking. Listen, you guys can talk as much as you want. This is about you guys. It's about the fans. I am just happy just sitting here and listening to you guys. And, and trying to refrain from snoring. She's doing good. <laughs> Okay. I may have I may have never watched Agents of Shield, but I love everything Marvel, so I can still I can still hang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's well, say we're and of course I say it does touch about quite a bit of the Marvel thing. All right. So now this this moment in time was horrible for me, and I cried, and I and we, oh that was live. No, not that particular one was not. But this this isn't. No, that one is not. No. I mean, we didn't record that live. Really? But yet, when I still I, cried about yes, it. Yes, I said, matter of fact, when I was telling you during God, the podcast, that's, that is what you happened. started. You started tearing up. I couldn't help it. It's I was. It's because I tell such a great story. And it's true. He does tell it well. <laughs> but this is when um, one of the other I thought was a very pivotal moment, or it was very, it, it was sentimentally very hard for me. Um, was the death of Enoch, and Enoch is is a is a chronicom, and he's basically plastic and a fake skin. I mean, he, really, he's not, not much different. He's than, just an LMD than vision, right? Than, right. Uh, than vision, really. Right. Yeah, and basically, he was sent to Earth ten thousand years 30, ago. Thirty thousand. Oh yeah, thirty thousand years ago to uh, watch over Earth to make sure that there were no. Um, he was an anthropologist. Yes. He just studied. He, uh, yes. And he wasn't supposed to get involved unless, unless there was a um, uh, a uh, life. What is it called? Uh, some kind of a catastrophic. Yeah, some you know, kind of catastrophic thing that make the earth ex- be destroy the earth. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So that's and, what yeah, his extinction job level was. event. Extinction yeah. level event. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So um, the, they were at the point they were stuck in a time loop. And while they were stuck in this time loop, they just kept doing the same thing over and over. This is how Daisy and um, uh, Sousa, Sousa had ended kiss. up having their first kiss was in this episode. And um, basically what happened was over and over and over again, they're trying to fix the thing that's happening because the loop keeps happening. And as soon as the loop finishes going, they have to start all over again. So they got to figure out how to get what they need to get done during the loop. Well, part of the problem was is that in sections of this loop, Daisy dies. Right. And, then and every time she dies, she doesn't again. remember anything. You know, it's like the uh, guy from uh, uh, 51st Dates where he can only remember his, 
right. like three seconds or something. Yeah, ten second time. Ten <laughs> second time. So uh, the point was to keep her from dying because anytime she died, they had to start the whole process over again. Because he got ahead. He said, "Let me just get." He said, "We're going to do the reader's digest version of this one. This is what happened. This is what happened, and we're at here. Where are? How far are we from the? I guess basically that, exploding right, because that's what they were getting to the center of the. Um, it was almost like going circling around a drain, right. real slow. But the problem was, even though they kept relooping time, the ship was still moving toward the drain. Forward. So right. they uh, eventually these loops would get to the point where they just run out of time. So it's, right. which seems kind of strange in a time loop. Right. But anyway, uh, so, so Enoch. What, so, what happened so, to so anyway, so Enoch ended up. Uh, they they basically. I, I, <laughs> There's a lot of other things that need to be tell, told about this, but anyway, the bottom line is is that Gemma had a implant put in her head so that she could not remember what was going on with Fitz because they did not want the Chronicoms to find Fitz because if they found Fitz, then they would they would screw the everything that they were trying to fix with what happened during this time period. Okay, and and what was Enoch's job? Enoch's job was to make sure that Gemma, nobody moved, removed the thing out of Gemma's head. Because the moment that she starts remembering where um, Fitz is, then they can screw up. Then then they then they won. They basically have won at that point. So um, ends up that they take Gemma's thing out of her head for long enough for her to tell them that they need to get Enoch that Enoch has basically the equipment within his body to help them continue to power the um basically to escape the time loop right to, to, so that they can get out of the loop that they're in but th th this is what had kept happening over and over and over again they could never get to it because Enoch was protecting Gemma and her head and he was allowed to even kill her so that the Chronicoms could not find out the information that they needed to know because they had a way of um, reading their minds. Okay? So he was programmed basically right to stop anyone from taking the implant. Period. And unfortunately, that meant killing people. Uh, right. Of course, then they just restart the time loop. Right. But, uh, and it was kind of funny because at one point he killed basically almost everybody and he killed Deke. And they said, Is Deke dead? He said, Yeah, I think so. Should we be sad? <laughs> so, you should be sad. They, they, they dog Deke all the time. It's terrible. And, and then they were talking. They were doing behind the scenes stuff, and they were just dogging him constantly. But anyways, okay. So anyway, so, so anyway, so the bottom line is, um, Enoch at at the end of this loop, he takes the thing out of his chest, and and he and he di he dies, and it's and it's horrible because he's talking about how. You know, he would do anything for them because he knows that they would do it for him. And it just, and I want to cry now. Right. I said, oh, well, basically, he was, uh, and he was concerned that he said, because until he had met this team, he had never known what it was like to be lonely. And he was afraid that when he died, he would be alone. And, and of course, uh, don't relax. It's okay. Oh no! <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, you know, uh, and, and Marty's not making any better. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> See, Joel Stover, who played Enoch, and my fact, I had just uh, uh, tweeted him saying, "Okay, so 
they basically pulled a piece of machinery out of your chest. Well, there's a bunch of corner comms laying all over the place here. Why don't you just take one of those out? I mean, it's not like it's specifically for you. Right. Just take something out, put it in your chest, and you should be good. Provided they didn't incinerate your body after you die. And he's thinking, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> uh, he's probably looking for another gig. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it, you're just talking about it. Just I, I can't help it. I really can't because it was sad. It was so sad. Oh, I move on from that now. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a sad person. What's that? You know, it's kind of funny because when we were watching this this you know, series finale and we we're recording it, you know, live between the commercials, uh, you could tell when she was getting upset. She was either cry or kind of miffed about what was no, going on. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody's making me mad now. <laughs> Nobody can ever tell me they're not sure about what my emotions are. Where I'm probably on my sleep. Wait, I know, and I appreciate that. I don't. It doesn't make me have to figure out what's going on. And we know the, the surefire way to get Kathy to cry, which we would never want to do. <laughs> but bring up this. <laughs> Enoch's death. Right. Saddest thing ever. Anyway. Um, okay, so then um, you can talk about oh, May. Okay, so we're up to number... We're up to three, three? now. Okay. Three. All right, so three is the Calvary. Okay, again, a little explanation is involved. The when Cavalry. The ca Calvary. Don't, don't try to fix my pronunciation, lady. Okay. <laughs> I won't. But it's the Cavalry. Okay, that too. Okay, fine. Anyway, <laughs> the Calvary... Now you got me all confused. <laughs> the cavalry. The cavalry it was the name they gave May because in an early mission, they went to Bahrain. And basically they there was a what they called an enhanced individual there, and they needed to see if they were bad or good. So they brought a whole team with them. And while they're waiting out in the van getting ready to go in, the old uh, – Hotshot agents are telling them, say, hey, if something goes wrong, we'll just send in the cavalry, which is us. Of course, they end up going in and they all get captured. So That's May true. has to go in and by herself to save them, and she takes all Everybody the bad out. all the bad guys out. But to what ends up they end up finding out is the enhanced person was a little girl. And May had to kill her to stop her. And from that moment forward, they always they called May the Calvary. But May, at that point, stopped doing field work. She went into an office and did paperwork because she couldn't get over the fact that she had to kill the little girl. Now, as the seasons have progressed, she's kind of, you know, come to terms with what happened and has moved on. So at at the end of this uh, final show, uh, they're uh, getting ready to take on the Chronicons for the last time. And... Uh, Right before she falls, comes through the to the uh, skylight. Uh, yeah, they said. They say, so, okay, so okay, now that you've given, you know, she stuck her hands in because she was commanding her chronicoms. And Colson said, okay, now that we've got your authorization, we said we're good. And she goes, oh really? So what's going to happen next? May comes crashing through he the said, skylight, and she goes, he goes the, the cavalry. The, he says the cavalry, and then she's like, and then of course they did. We watched the table read for the last episode. And uh, and uh, Clark and Greg was like, hell yeah! What's <laughs> that what he said? Oh, <laughs> anyway, okay. well, basically, yeah. So, and of course, Ming Nao's going, 
because it was her idea that she wanted them to put that line in because you know, she knew it was you know a full plus, circle for her character. Right, but and plus she never liked anybody calling her the cavalry. Yeah, every time anyone called her that, she said, "Don't ever call me that." <laughs> but so now she's embraced it. Right. Uh, so and of course then she kicked butt like uh, like she May does. does. Uh, that's and that's the one thing you know, if you like strong female characters, there are plenty to be had in Agents of Shield, and it makes it, it makes for really good fight scenes. Super they good have great, scenes. yeah. They have great choreography. Whoever Super. did their choreography, yes. And I've never seen so many people twist and turn in the air in my yeah. life. <laughs> Daisy, um, Those helicopter uh, spin thing. Yeah. Daisy, May, um, Bobby, yeah. uh, even all, Yo Yo, uh, Yo Yo. All of them are really, um, really good as far as the the um, choreography went for their fight scenes. They were just freaking phenomenal looking kick-ass women and so. i have an affinity for strong women so <laughs> right. Aww, i knew i cried i cried when when robots die well as long as we don't have a robot die we're good <laughs> no that is good that they have a uh, good choreography in it because i you know throughout the years like say maybe the only negatives that i've ever heard about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would say, like, their graphics sometimes, which is a TV show. You wouldn't expect it to ever have, like, say, the same level as the movies. But I never, I never, you know, felt, I never felt like their graphics were that bad. No, actually, I thought, considering the budget that they're allowed, and that they actually did some really great stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I did, too. Now, again, is it going to be the, the cinema kind of quality? No, they got a whole lot bigger budget. You give the <laughs> TV show that kind of budget, they're going to crank out that stuff, but, too. But, but for, for what it was, for what, and they didn't do they did some stuff, but I mean, they, they probably watched uh, Mac and the D and watched those uh, robot explosions. <laughs> they said, "Yeah, that's pretty." Like, uh, yeah, it was so 1980s. Everything right, about and that, that, and that's about what, that episode. Yeah, they were, they, they were had they were in the 80s, and um, and even the robots were like uh, um, number uh, five. Number five, you know, number five is alive. What, what, short, what, circuit. what short circuit there? Yeah. Yeah, so th that was the robot. And they and purposely did really crappy special effects. Yeah, it was I said, that's probably what those funny. people saw. I said, man, those are really bad. Well, yeah, <laughs> they were for that. Yeah, that was supposed to be. It was it was designed that way, I think. See, and I thought that was actually kind of funny in that episode. Like I said, they were basically doing a homage to, I don't know if you've ever seen Shop, uh, Chopping Mall. It's a B-horror film. Uh, I've guys never are, seen it. You know, me either. I never heard of it until I saw an, in season four of Agents of Shield where they talked about it because uh, they were talking about uh, him and Yo-Yo were talking about horror films that they watched right. because Mac didn't like robots and this was of course one of the movies he had seen where robots were attacking kids in a mall. <laughs> anyway, so they basically kind of did a homage to it, and the guy who created Shopping Mall was all mad. Said, "How come you stole my movie without letting me know about it?" Oh, jeez. Okay, whatever. He had a B movie. Right. So chances are about three more people actually went and saw it now than they were going to see it before. Right. I, but, and it's funny because, like I say, when they mentioned it in season four, he was all happy about it. He said, yeah, you mentioned my movie. It was really great. But now but, it's, 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 you're infringing upon my my intellectual property or something of right. that effect. Said, Who cares? It's not all that. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, we didn't it. care. Okay. So, so um, yeah. we're, oh, we just now we're at the, the return. Yeah. The, where the return of Colson. Yes, the return of Colson. Of course, of course, Colson was the the number two. Yes, number two, and he was basically the center of the whole Agents of Shield thing. Correct. Of course, they brought him. He died at the end of the Avengers, where Loki stabbed him, and they brought him back. 
Uh, and of course, Colson will sit there and tell you that he's died more times than anybody else has ever died in, ever. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> <'Cause> uh, <he> <laughs> has. right. And, uh, but, you know, I say at the end of season five, he died. They brought his, his Clark Gregg played another character in season six, which wasn't Colson. It was sorry. And he died then. Right. He died there too, but it wasn't Colson. And now the one thing they were smart enough to do in season seven was, even though it's an LMD, they basically let him gave him his normal his personality. Right. Yeah, his they gave own. him his character to let it finish off. Right. Uh, and like I said, I was afraid in season six that they weren't going to bring him back at all. Yeah. They initially said it. All right. Uh, so uh, just for continuity purposes, for full circle, it was important to bring him back for this, even if right. it was as an LMD. Uh, so. And he had all his memories of a, you know, of his previous le- of his previous life, and which is actually else. the reason why they they created the LMD of him in the first place was because, of course, Colson was a Shield historian, and they knew the Chronicons were going back in time to try to stop Shield from ever existing. So they figured his knowledge would be helpful to stop right. him from doing so, which it was. Uh, but uh, like I said, I think it was important to do that for the final season, and of course they did. Right. And it gave and Clark Greg go. another paycheck. So he's yeah, good. there you yeah. go. <laughs> Everyone was happy. <laughs> so then the final thing, the number one thing that... And I didn't argue about this at all. Yes, because it's not, shouldn't be argued about because I'm right. Um, ever since the beginning of season seven, we have not seen uh, Leopold Fitz. Okay? He... Uh, was MIA beginning in that season because at the end of season six, um, Gemma um, rescued um, May and they basically, uh, they said, well, you know, where's Fitz? He says, I don't know where he is and I don't, I can't know where he is. Let's just move on. Okay. Because of the implant. Because of that implant in her head. Okay. So, I have been looking for um, Leopold Fitz all season. As you might have guessed from her public service announcement. I had a public service (laughs) announcement that my son now repeats constantly. Um, Where, you know, have you seen Leopold Fitz? But anyway, um, he's, um, I I said from the, the, the beginning that I said, I hope that he is taking care of their child in the future somewhere. And I have said that from the beginning of the season, or actually the end of last season, frankly. But um, of course, at that time we didn't realize he wasn't going to show. <laughs> yeah, we kept going. Well, where is he? Why? Why isn't? He, why, can't we just do a flash to where he is and what's going on? We. I want to see their baby. I want to see what's going on. And um, then I started. Then after like the third or the fourth, fifth episode, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why, why haven't they brought him back yet? I don't understand this. This is st- ridiculous. That's when I had my public service announcement to find him. But no one called. I will tell you that. No one called. Not you know, one single person called. Not not anyone. You would have thought even the case taker would have called. You would have think he would have called. I reached out. But anyway. Um, but yeah. So in the final episode, the very, very end, we find out what they are fighting for. And what they are fighting for is the fact that uh, Fitz was waiting for Gemma in the pod, um, being protected by him and uh, Piper and somebody else. I forgot. Uh, who else was that? Oh, Daniel Sousa. 
No. No. Who was it? Uh, Flint. Oh, yeah, Flint. I forgot. Anyway, um, they were protecting their daughter in the pod um, because she's already like maybe five, five, four or five at that point. Because they they went on when the very first episode of this season, they were talking about because um, they went back to 1930 and to go get. um Actually, they went back. Just they followed the chronicoms. Yeah, the, yeah, the because the chronicoms went that way. So they had to go back to try to save Shield. Um, and so when they got back there, they they anyway they picked up May and they said they had all the time in the world. She had all the time. They kept what, saying that they because kept saying, she kept saying that because basically they had built a time machine <clears throat> so they could follow mm-hmm. the chronicoms. That was the end of that. But anyway, so that's what happened. That made me happy. I was very, very happy at the end of that that last um, episode and the finale of Agents of Shield. It did feel it felt very comforting. Everything felt very happy and comforting that it all things were good at the end and there weren't, but there was room for things to happen elsewhere. If they wanted to spin something off, uh, there was opportunities for that, but it, it made me very happy that they were, they were a family. And then I was, didn't have to worry about Deke anymore. Cause I know he probably might come back around. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so of course. And that was the one thing that, that we had said, you know, because basically Gemma and, Leopold have been together on and off pretty much since season one. Yes. And I wasn't going to be a happy person if they in the because for some reason some of these shows tend to think that we have to have some tragedy thrown in with. Yes, I did not want any tragedy thrown into that. They had enough tragedy the whole time. Because every time they would seem like they'd get together, something would tear them apart. Right. And actually, you know, and the reason they had to do it this season is because uh, Andy Kastecker had another role he was playing, so he could not. You know, that's why he missed most of the show. Uh, and they said they didn't want to do it because they've already torn him apart a thousand times. Said, but they didn't really have a choice in the matter. And they thought it, it still worked out right. well. And the little girl who plays their daughter is the sweet so little cute. thing. But I didn't realize at the time because when uh, in the role, she's talking with a British accent. Well, she, like she might because Jim is her mother. But that little girl doesn't have a British accent at all. <laughs> so many well, she was acting. It right, was lovely. Right, and she did a great job. So it was I, beautiful. I, it was it was lovely. I really enjoyed it at the end. I really really loved it. It was a great series. I just don't know why everybody just wouldn't love it. It, it there was so much good feelings and mad feelings and excited and, and, see, and this is the perfect time to watch it now because number one you don't have to wait the 2,000 years in between seasons I, I hate you don't have to deal with the with the commercials uh though even that's getting a little easier i mean yeah. right but uh of course like i said when we recorded the final thing commercials were our friend because that was the only way we could get a word in uh when someone was crying uh but anyway <laughs> uh but uh i'm i'm telling you i say give it a shot uh, like I say, even you know, even if you want to start a season four, like I say, it's the best season. You can do that. You still get a feel for pretty much what's going yeah. on. But still, go back to season one, muscle through the first three to four episodes, and and no, it's not an you know, no, it's not a Marvel cinematic product. It is a, but it is definitely a uh, a mar a, a Marvel production. I mean, it's definitely the has the flavor of that comic book um 
excitement. So I say basically it comes down. Like I said, any show that I'm going to watch for very long, uh, it's going to have to have. And I think we've discussed this before. It needs to have some old shit moments. I need to have right. something that goes on that I'm going to say, "Holy shit!" So like watching, like I said, watching The Departed, where everyone's getting shot in the head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, and you're, and you're just like, "What? Wait, what?" <laughs> and, and that's what I'm looking for, and you get that with Agents of Shield, especially yeah, once do. it gets once it gets going. Yeah. Uh, and you do. It's it's great. It's great. Every, I wouldn't steer you wrong, people. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Have I lied to you yet? You don't know, do you? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was gonna say that I don't know why Agents of Shield has gotten so hate so much hate throughout the years. Um, I really don't. And I remember Kathy. I believe Marty had said how happy you were that this Leopold Fitz had come back. Like I, I remember him messaging me that, and I was like, I don't know who that is, but I'm glad that Kathy's happy. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was absolutely necessary. It was necessary. He had to be back. It had to happen. Well, see, and that's where again we keep talking about season four. If you watch the first three seasons, that's why season four actually is as effective as it is because you get a totally different view of Leopold Fitz in the framework. For sure. Where he's, I mean, just the They are great. And I'm going to tell you what, Leopold Fitz, Gemma Simmons, those two actors, Andy Castro uh, and um, uh, um, uh, Elizabeth Henstrich, they are the best criers in the whole wide (laughs) entire world. They can cry on the drop of a hat. And it makes my heart break. And I feel like they are in that thing that they are for real. And it's never these alligator tears. I mean, they're the big boys. Yeah, they're going (laughs) at it. And I want to tell you what. They would be the kind of people that, um, now I wouldn't do this because I'm not like, I'm not that unconscious. But those, those are the people that people would come up to in a street and go, where's your wife? You know, where's Gemma? You know, or where's your husband? Where's Fitz? You know, that you know, those are the kinds of things they really make you feel like they need to be together, and that their story is for real. You know, a real love story. So, well, I thought it was funny because they asked uh, Elizabeth Hinstrid said, "Okay, so if you were going to appear in an MCU film or whatever, which one would you like to go in?" She goes, "Well, I kind of like to go. You know, we're black in the Black Widow." Uh, oh. that kind of thing. And they asked Fit. I mean, uh, Ian said, "What would you like to do?" Well, we're a pair, so if Elizabeth said we're doing Black Will, then I guess we're doing Black Will. But I mean, I, I kind of hope, like I said, if nothing else, like I said, Daisy's kind of made already made for it. And I guess there are certain comic books where she's kind of got her own kind of team. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure. See, I forget what it's what, what they call it. But I mean. It, Certainly, I'm sure. Apparently, from as much t- tweeting and everything, she's got plenty of time on her hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there I you mean, in this quarantine and everything. So you guys did an amazing job going through the top ten, uh, letting everyone know what you thought about season seven. But I know that before we started the list, you had mentioned honorable mentions. Do you guys want to talk about that now? Yeah. Yes, and I, I mean, this is only three of them, so we go real quick. But one of them I think is kind of important to mention uh, is, of course, uh, Bill Paxton, of course, played uh, John Garrett in season one. Of course, we all know Bill Paxton. He was in, he passed away. Right. Well, to to do a time travel thing, they casted his son, James, to play John oh. Garrett. And 
he did a great job, especially yeah. if you watch season one and watch Bill Paxton play John, uh, John Garrett and then watch his son do it in season seven. It was he, great. He did a great job of he, capturing, you know, the spirit, the spirit of, how, of his character. Uh, it was and really was, good. Uh, how his father played it. And yes. of course, I, uh, when I first saw him, I was thinking, I wonder who that guy is supposed to be. I didn't even know it was his son. Uh, but then once you got the idea, and then, of course, Kathy was saying that when you look at a picture of Bill when he was very young, he looked very much like his Yeah, his a lot son. like him. Uh, and that he did a great job. Like I said it was great casting. Uh, yes, it was. Um, and, of course, Ed, I don't know if I said this, this is a convoluted thing about what? Cora. Uh, they introduced uh, basically a sister for Daisy that didn't happen in the regular timeline, and of course, they went ahead and brought her through to the end of this end season. of the season, right? Uh, but again, uh, even though I'm not as familiar with this character as I am Daisy, again, she might be something power-wise that might actually work in the MCU if they did ever decide to go that route. Right. And I would tend to believe. I wonder if you would think they might go the Disney Plus route for some of this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling the, like that whole ship of people. Was no, a, was you a, say uh, Kevin Feige's got power over all that. Is that correct? Yeah, so Kevin Feige has power 100% of all TV property. He completely kicked uh, Jeff Loeb out and pretty much uh, dismantled the whole separate Marvel TV. It's now all Kevin Feige. That's why he's helming the Loki series, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, all of that. So it seems that it's all going to go forward on Disney+. Plus. The only... Marvel property that won't be on Disney Plus is Hellstrom. That'll be on Hulu. And as people have pointed out, uh, even though that's a Marvel property, they have not put their Marvel symbol anywhere on those uh, the you know pictures or anything like that. So I think Kevin yeah. Feige should distance himself from that because that's like the last of the Jeff Loeb uh, error. So I know they had talked at one point about doing a Ghost Rider thing. I'm I'm kind of sad that they're not following through with that because I thought that I'm would be very cool. sad. I thought yeah. it would be cool to do a darker uh, series on Hulu. They the whole plan was to have the separate Hellstrom and have the Ghost Rider and do a bit of a darker sort of Marvel universe in you know for Hulu for more adults. Right. right. Well, I tell you what, the guy that played um, Ghost Rider in um, Agent made you think that was the right deal right there. That was the real deal. Of course, I wasn't even familiar with that version of Ghost Rider. I loved it. It was way... I, well, the car was awesome. God, it was, a, it was the best. I'm telling you, if you that, that part of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was awesome. I mean, just awesome. Okay, so they, awesome. Like I said, they had me right when they mentioned Ghost Rider for season four. So yeah, I, well, I, well, I got to see that. I think I just love seeing a flaming skull, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's... I think that's what um I think that's why though they didn't bring him back. I think that killed their budget. Because uh, <laughs> it was it was that's why I said I can't believe they would say that the um that their uh uh graphics weren't good. That was very believable. Of it course, was very it, cool. The whole Ghost Rider thing is what basically ended up killing Coulson. With, yes. Uh, because he... Uh, he made a deal with the devil. Right. Basically, he made a deal with the Ghost Rider, you know, whatever right. uh, spirit of vengeance that makes the Ghost Rider happen to basically leave uh, 
Uh, What's his name? Uh, oh, go, go on. Anyway, to, uh, to enter Coulson, basically because they wanted – the Ghost Rider was the only person that could stop uh, – my God, these names. Ada. Yeah, Ada. Uh, mm-hmm. But she knew who it, you know, Gabriel Luna looked like, so she was staying away from him. So the Ghost Rider went inside of Coulson. So Coulson was able to get a hold of her and then turn into the Ghost Rider. Right. But when he did, whatever – they did to repair the damage that Loki did got basically burned up. And of yeah. course that's why he ended up dying. Uh, but that was the deal he made with the ghost rider. Right. Uh, so, uh, and watch season four. It's so good. Oh my God. It's just so good. You just can't, there's not, there's just nothing that. It's just, I love it. I just love it. It's like a, it's like a movie that doesn't, that doesn't have to end. Yeah, for a really long time. It's great. <laughs> I think if you keep watching it over and over again. Yeah. Over over. The, yeah <laughs> I tell you what, the last time we watched it, which was right before this season started, um, I felt like we got through it in a week or two. Like all seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not much. did not take us longer than a couple of weeks to get through all six seasons. That's what happens we, when you watch about twenty oh something episodes God, a day. It was fine. terrible. We were, uh, of course, we were. It was, it was. You know what it was, but um. Hmm, anyway, I love yeah. it. Yep. So we we done here. So we, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think that we can say goodbye. To you see now, of course, what this means to us is now we're back to actually covering other things besides Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Martin and Kathy's coffee bed. Uh, uh, it's kind of sad, though, because I had fun creating graphics for that. Yeah, uh, that was kind of fun. <laughs> but uh, we're going we're gonna to look at the Umbrella Academy. You have to check that yeah. out. We have, we, we I've seen it, it. the whole thing. Yeah, we oh, you've seen the whole thing. Okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a loser like that. I think and I watched it. Academy, it took me a good four or five episodes in the first season to kind of figure out what the hell's going on. I but agree. With did, you. Then I was hooked. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Uh, season one definitely was a little rocky, whereas season two just like went in. Like I loved season two, and it's funny because it's all about time travel. So right. there you go, it right. ties into the Agents of Shield love. But um, yes, I was gonna ask before we wrapped everything up what you guys had now on the horizon uh for Marty and Kathy's coffee binge. Yeah, like I said, we're gonna you know we of course once we got tied into uh, Agents of Shield, like I said, we had. Seeing you, we want we want to talk about that because that was pretty cool. We said we just watched Umbrella Academy. Definitely want to talk about that. Um, and what's this show that you had just started watching? The one with Jamie Fox and the, oh no, that's a movie. Oh, yeah, it's a movie. Oh, yeah, oh. it's a movie. What's a movie? No, yeah, what is it? It's what? called um, something Power. Project uh, Power. Yeah, yeah, it's really good so far. I only watched an hour of it though. Yeah, it's really good. Um, uh, there's another one. There's another thing that's on. Um, I forgot the name of it now, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> so, let me tell you a story about something that I don't know the name of. So, and of course, you know we're we're going through like criminal instinct. Uh, uh, criminal minds. Minds. Thank you. Criminal oh, minds. criminal minds. Uh, but they, I tell you, you know, these are long. <laughs> uh, yeah, thing. twenty-two seasons or something. Well, that's right. not really what it is. It seemed that way. No, that's yeah. uh, uh. That's the other one. SVU. And Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Criminal Minds is 15 seasons, so it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, 
I hope certainly you guys do Umbrella Academy. I'll be interested in listening to that. But either way, everyone, please make sure that you check all of that out. Uh, Marty and Kathy's Coffee Binge is available on our YouTube channel, Geek Vibes Podcast, as well as anywhere that you listen to major podcasts. Of course, Marty is also a very wonderful writer and contributor for Geek Vibes Nation and has done plenty of interviews recently. So make sure you check that out at geekvibesnation.com, where you can also find my work as well as geek vibes podcast and all that good stuff and guys thank you again for doing this very special top 10 i always love having you guys around i think the last time was probably when we talked about game of thrones still disappointed but that's anyway. <laughs> still disappointed to this day but you know that is what it is <laughs> <laughs> but uh thank you everyone and i hope you guys have a great night thank bye you. bye, bye.